Welcome to the Crap Aircast. I'm Josh. That's Jeff. Hey, hey. Wells is here. Yeah, as usual. That's that's the Wells. I know. I'm all bright-eyed and bushy-tailed. <laughs> Man, I feel like I've seen you three days in a row. Three days in a row, and you the last two days in a row. So why don't we talk about what we did yesterday? Uh, yesterday was the uh, edition of Whales for Wishes. <laughs> Bless you. Uh, did we ever get like a hard number on how many they've done? Nine. Now? Nine, okay. Yep. Nine, 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 nine. Yeah, I know they were trying to figure out who'd been to all of them, and I know I've been to a bunch of them, but I definitely haven't been to nine of them. So yeah, I'm, I missed last year's. Yeah, unfortunately, I yeah I'm in the same boat. I've been to eight of the nine, so I could not say yes. I've been to all of them. But. Loser. I know they didn't ask for a how many of you have only missed one round because right they should have like, yeah they absolutely should have. Uh, so I guess let's talk about what what stood out. Like, is there anything that you had? Well, that why don't for stood starters, out? we could talk about what Whales for Wishes is. Well, yeah, yes, that's they're true. Brand true. new to the show. No, 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 no. Let's just assume everybody knows exactly what's going on and skip straight into it. Hey. Josh doesn't believe in foreplay. Right. So here's the thing: Whales for Wishes is a um, it's a big bottle share, for lack of a better term. But I mean, it's a charity event put on by the local Make a Wish Foundation uh, chapter, and so every year, you know, it seems like it gets a little better and a little bigger in different ways. Um, this year it was at the original Resident Culture location uh, in, in uh, Plaza Midwood. They had an outdoor space, and like it was one of those like perfect, I'll call it Charlotte Fall days. Yes, you know, like wasn't hot, wasn't cold. No, nope, no, nope, you know, sixty degrees with a light breeze. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it was great outside, uh, perfectly clear skies, and lots of beer, more beer than you could know what to do with. Um, Man, oh, man. And so the idea is it's a giant bottle share. If you've never been to a bottle share before, you've probably maybe taken beer over to somebody else's house. And here's some stuff that I have. Let's try mine. We can try yours. You know, everybody wins. Okay, but, like, imagine that. But there's, like, what, 100 people? Mm. Yeah, I think they were expecting about 90 yesterday. So you know, and most of those folks are bringing at least one thing. And so there's plastic tubs set up on the tables that have ice in them and people put their beer in it and you know you just kind of you start out kind of at your table kind of getting comfortable with everybody and then you kind of start roaming around and seeing what everybody's got open and you get to try some fun stuff you know whales if you will for the the beer vernacular is the you know crazy beers or the big beers or the things that you know you maybe you've been sitting on in your in your in your cellar if you will for some time and now you're ready to, you know, share them with people who, who could actually appreciate it. So it was a lot of fun. Um, Sorry, I got something in my eye. That's your finger. Yeah. Josh and I rolled some uh, Revolution stuff out there. Wells had some pretty fun stuff as well. Yeah. Um, you know, so again, lots of lots of fun beer. Um, let's see. Stuff that stood out. Um, <sighs> Ooh, you you going to make it? Yeah, I'm, um, I'm going to make it. Just a little tear, teary-eyed right now. Uh, I, I had to I had had to laugh a little bit. Uh, the, one of the guys at our table, uh, we didn't know. Uh, we probably should introduce ourselves, but we didn't. Yeah, because we're total we, jerks. Yeah, we were Not, for assholes. numerous reasons. Like you know, like I'm walking in and I'm seeing like Hetty Topper and a couple of these different you know like ice buckets, and we get to like this table and there's nobody there, and I'm like, oh, okay, so maybe they just like sometimes Mark will bring in yes, beer. Yes, he will. Know, like I can remember many of them where there would be. Bottles of Pliny in every one of the buckets, yeah. so you could just here's a Pliny. Yeah, 
And uh, so, I, you know, we kind of assumed that's what that heady topper was from. And apparently it wasn't. Uh, we broke the first rule of the bottle share. Don't, don't, don't open shit you don't bring. Beer. Yeah. So we felt bad and we were trying to make it up to the poor guy. Um, I mean, we fed him some beer. Yeah, we did. Yep. Yeah, we did. Yeah, we, we, did. we made up. Maybe. It's, it's so like, maybe not a, a standout beer right this moment, uh, but I, I'll, I'll give you like a this kind of overarching feeling that I had that, you know, there was some heady top. You know, so we had the heady topper. Um, there was another New England IPA. I, I found a couple cans of Trillium across the day and tried some of that stuff. Um, and and I'm just I'm just gonna go ahead and say it. I you know I know like we've got this other half beer coming up as well. Nobody, Jeff hates hazy IPAs. Nobody does it better than Treehouse. Uh, uh, yeah. Okay. Hard to argue. Hard to argue. I mean, I, I want to because yeah. I. But you're right. I mean, like, you know, we, I right. had a, somebody had uh, a can of green and a can of Julius. Yep. And I'm just like, these, these are these. I would rather have this than the Heading Chopper. Yeah. I, I mean, rather the, have this those, than any are, of those trillion. Those really are the quintessential, quote unquote, hazy IPAs for sure. And yeah, you're right. Um, as much as I like other half and as much as I like, you know, stuff from the veil. If I had the if I had my had it my way and I could get Treehouse delivered to the house instead of other half, yeah, I'd be getting fucking Treehouse all day. Yeah, no question. Um, so actually, Wells, go ahead. Yes. Well, I was gonna say so. I was actually kind of excited to bring my science experiments. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. So Jeff actually found the image of these. <laughs> so Wells, how old do you think that Black Ops was? Ten years. Higher. Higher. Older? You yes. Mean? Correct. 12 years. Higher? I'm not yeah. going to play this game. Yeah, right. it was. So it was a 2010. 13. So it held up really damn well. Hey. Very well. Um, and then we also had a Night Tripper that was the same thing. It was a 2010 bottle, and it held up way better than I expected. Yeah. Um, I had the 30-year boulevard that I'd been sitting on for a while. Oh, God, that thing drank like a dream. Apparently, like, so it was kind of towards the end where, you know, when you were, so you put all your empties out on a big table. They take a big picture of it. And, you know, people will sometimes walk over to the table as they're putting theirs and just kind of look to see, oh, man, I missed this one or I missed that one. And I saw multiple people pick up the, what do you call the thing? The sleeve. Yeah, the sleeve. it's, it's, It's like if you've ever seen, you know, a scotch. It's a scotch that's in that like cardboard tube with the metal lid on top. That's how that, that boulevard was. Yeah, and so I saw multiple pe- people pick up that sleeve and go, oh, man, I missed this one. So that that one was fantastic. Um, unfortunately, I'm a little gimpy right now. I've got a bad knee, so I didn't really travel around to too many tables. Luckily, you know, Jeff realized that, I think, pretty quickly and was polite enough to bring beer over to me. Um, Wells, what about you? What stood out for you? Um, well, I, I guess I was on the 2010 train right there with you. (laughs) Yeah. Um, something that stood out for me in a a science experiment that I'd been working on as well, I suppose, was the original event horizon from old Hickory 2010 edition actually held up really damn good. I was expecting something off about it, but yeah, better fresh, but I mean, shoot that thing did just fine. Um, there was an IPA called Nose Goblin. Oh yeah, that, that was high up. That was too. pretty dang tasty. Uh, 
Was uh, that the West Coast that Mark had brought over? Yes. Yeah. Okay. The, the one that had won gold like two yes, years your, in a row. Yeah. And I can see why. It's like after oh, having it. Yeah. Two like a gold in 2021, gold in 2022, 100 IBUs. I'm like, this is this is exactly up my alley. And I was going to say, if you don't mind, I, I'd tell a quick story about that. So apparently yeah. that beer, according to Mark, just sits on the shelf. I'm sure it does. Like nobody chases it. Oh, you mean like hop, drop, and roll those here? Right. Like, these days. Yeah. Got it. Yeah, nobody chases it. It's just they're readily available. It's 20 bucks. Like, I spend 20 bucks a four-pack on some shit fucking beer. I would be happy to spend $20 on that. I don't know about that, but yeah, okay. Um, another favorite of mine, I, I actually didn't, can't believe I still had a chance to try this. Uh, this was Sierra Nevada's Bigfoot, uh-huh. uh, aged in Colonel E.H. Terrell bourbon barrel, Taylor bourbon barrels. That was freaking delicious, because uh, I love Bigfoot, but... I can't stand it fresh, but you aged that sucker in a bourbon barrel for a long ass time. Awesome. Yeah. Um, bottle logic. There's something called Alchemy of Elements that was Imperial Stout, blah, 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 aged in bourbon barrels, finished with vanilla, coconut, pineapple, and mango. And I'm like, I can't believe this works. Was that the, uh, the tropical fruit one? That's the one. Yes. Yeah. That one was too weird for me. I dug it. I mean, I can't believe I liked it, but I did. I to me, and I think Liz was right. It smelled like nail polish. <laughs> yeah, it had a real weird smell to it. And then, uh, last but not least, uh, God, the original, I guess, the only brewing of Funkiversary, which was a collaboration, uh, Belgian style. Oh God, between God about that. Yeah, between Noda Brewing and New Belgium, of all things, for. A, a Brawley's anniversary or whatever. I mean, that thing's probably 10 years old too. So it's gotta be, or they're pushing yeah. it. Yeah. So it was, it was pretty cool. Like every time I think I've had that beer for the last time, it pops up. So I think that might be the last time. I, I don't think I'll ever have an event horizon 2010 anymore. Right. Like, I've got some 2011 that I guess I could bring next year. <laughs> yeah, but it's not the same. What's no, it's really game? not. It's hey, it's the second one. <laughs> so Wells didn't make it to the end, and neither did Jeff and I. Um, didn't necessarily mean that we gave up. We're older now. Yeah, uh, I can remember like I would be going all the way up until the end, and I can remember about the last hour. I'm like slow slip sipping things. I'm like, I, 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 I'm ready to go. <laughs> like, and by the time you sent me that text, you. Couldn't find me because I had hobbled into the bathroom right. and was hobbling back out uh, and was grabbing a couple of four packs to go. But yeah. um, I mean, overall, it I was I think I was a little worried because the space was a little crowded at first. But towards the end, once yeah. people started thinning out, it wasn't bad at all. I mean, no, everybody spread out pretty good in yeah. the outdoor area. Yeah, I'm. I mean, I'm, I love that location because it's the closest Whales for Wishes that I've been to in, in proximity to my house. Right. So love that. You know, nice little $8 Uber ride to get home. Yeah. But um, I really enjoyed it. I, yeah. I'd I like to say, see this same. back at the space. It's, it's like a $8 Uber ride there and back. I was like, yes, thank you. Yeah. I, I left like, what, 30 minutes, like after they announced like the raffle, last round of raffle winners. Oh, Talk yeah, about that. Was, okay, I'm, okay, okay. I'll segue in. Don't okay, and, okay. And we took a Uber back to like the our neighborhood and grabbed some to go food and came home and I took a nap with the intention of waking up thirty minutes later and I woke up like 
five hours later and <laughs> slept through dinner. So good bottle share all yeah. around. Whales for wishes will do that because what you don't realize a lot of times is like you're trying small amounts of things, but you're trying a lot of things. I think I checked in 40, 30 or 40 some odd beers. Yeah. You know, even if you're getting like, let's just say a one and a half ounce pour of every one of those, I mean, you're still into like three or four like full sized pints of beer. And none of this, I shouldn't say none of this, but the majority of it is not what I would call lightweight. Yeah, that's true. Oh, here's this, you know, like cuvee of just coffee by cycle. 14%. Yeah. I'm walking around with Revolution cans. Here, try this. It's 13.5%. Yeah. You know, some people had some brewery stuff. That's always big hitters. I was really... The one thing that I kind of was surprised to not see at all was Worldwide Stout. I was going to ask you. I saw one bottle of 120 Minute, but I, I never did see any Worldwide Stout, which I mean, it's fine. I mean, it's... So, did you, Wells? Because no, I didn't. Okay. No, I, I saw a couple uh, yellow caps from Dogfish, but no Worldwide. And, I mean... That does seem like a staple. Yeah. Yeah. You always see those about. Well, shares. and for that matter, too, like normally Jason will send me a bottle of Dark Lord. I'll take a bottle of Dark Lord in because, you know, that's another one of those. Like you're at a bottle share. It's a great time to try things that you've never tried. Yeah. Here's a bottle of soy ne- sauce. <laughs> yeah. Or may never, ever get to try. Yeah. So, you know, like that was great. But overall, great event. Great folks that run it. And it's a great cause, right? Like, I know, Josh, you know, Make-A-Wishes is, is important for you. Very much. You know? Yeah, absolutely. I mean, I, I'm i not going to get into great amount of detail of why I had to, to have a wish kid, but I had a wish kid. And so, you know, that's kind of every time we had one of these, I was always like, I know what we're doing. Like, and we're not just doing a small amount. You know, you're doing something that could change a child's life, potentially. Yeah. Or at least burden, take away some of the burden that they're having to experience. Because, you know, period, end of story. Having to be in a hospital and missing a part of your childhood, no kid should ever have to endure. And I, so that's what's amazing to me of what Make-A-Wish does is even, and I, God, I know this is going to sound morbid. Even if your child doesn't make it through, at the end of the day, they got to forget about everything for a week. Yeah. And that's important. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, <clears throat> we've been doing this, going to this event now for a number of years. And, you know, like we usually talk about it leading up. I feel like this one snuck up on us. It kind of did. Um, and it's nobody's fault but our own. Right. right we just right. didn't plan ahead. And usually Mark comes in and we have a big thing about it. But, you know, we didn't do it that this year. And, and you know, like I think Josh and I both were just kind of like limping into this, so to speak. And you know, we're just like, ah, you know, it's the bottle share and it's fun and we're going to do it and whatever. Um, but one of the things that's really nice about Whales for Wishes is that they have a lot of ways that they they raise money. Um, I know like there's a they have a goal for how many wishes they want to be able to grant every year, and there's a dollar value attached to that. Yeah, which... and so typically they will take on corporate sponsors, yep. you know, and donations, and then they always have like gift baskets that you know when you go in you get a, a stack of tickets that you can put into whatever gift basket you want to enter for, for the raffle. And then you can buy more tickets. Yep. So that's, that's always kind of the thing. And so, you know, most years we go in and I'm just like, Oh yes, I'm going to, I want to, you know, like it's whales for wishes. I'm going to buy a bunch of tickets and I'm going to throw them in there and I'm not going to win anything, but it doesn't matter. Cause I'm just, you know, like whatever. Yeah. It's going to a good cause, but yeah, I'm the same way. Like normally I buy my VIP ticket and then I'm like, 
ah, oh, fuck it, let's try buy another fifty dollars worth of tickets. And I don't know if it's like if it's just in the last couple of years I've started to notice that after I've been drinking for a little bit, I get a little ADD, mm-hmm. um, and I completely spaced buying any more tickets. And they're drawing, you know, drawing baskets, and I'm just like, well, I'm never going to win anything. I want a basket, and uh, I. I, I put my tickets in the mead basket and I won the mead basket. So I mean, honestly, did you put all your tickets in? I put all my tickets okay. in the mead basket. I, I okay. wasn't interested in the big thing of stouts. I feel like we have enough stouts. I wasn't interested in the local stuff or the, the was it like three, there was like five, four or five days of the week from the brewery and it was like yeah. a three year vertical Gold of each, each of them, yeah. which was crazy and a bunch of Berman County and all this and all that. And I was just like, ah, and then there was a, one basket that was all bourbon, you know, like Eagle Rare, Weller, and Buffalo Trace, and some other stuff, and like everybody's tickets were in there. <laughs> like, yep. well, I'm not gonna, not gonna bother with that. So I right. put it, I put in for the meet. I ended up winning, and um, come to find out, uh, there, there's, there's a girl there who uh, was formerly, or I guess why not? I said formerly, but you know, she was a Make a Wish kid. Yeah, and. Um, uh, her, her name is Shelby. Uh, got to meet her and her family. Super awesome. Uh, she was diagnosed with uh, high risk leukemia a okay. day, like days after her 16th birthday. Oh, so you know, you talk about missing out on stuff. Yeah, like, here's that's that's pivotal years. Yeah, and I, I I don't know how much you got to see or interact with her, but I mean, not like, a whole lot. Ton of energy, huge smile, like just happy to be there. Right. Um, you know, her, her make a wish was to get to meet Gordon Ramsay at Hell's Kitchen. Oh, that's cool. Yeah. Oh, like, damn. Apparently it was like super awesome. They did a great job and, and really took care of her. They still keep in touch and all that kind of stuff, which awesome. I think is awesome. Um, and so, you know, like it was neat to get to meet them. Uh, but, but like I win this and I hear somebody say, oh, and you know, she's make a way and she's like literally holding up. I, I mean, I don't know how many tickets it was. It was a boatload of tickets. Yeah. It was just like. I, I feel bad winning this. Please right. Just, and, and so I shared it with her. I'm just like, That's here, awesome. I mean, like, like you've been through hell back, yeah. you know, hell's kitchen. If it was you know. have some sugar water. That's right. But she really loves honey. And I'm just like, I, please, like, you know, to me, like I, I didn't like, I felt guilty first off. Right. But, um, you know, here's somebody who's actually been through something. And, yeah. and I think, especially as a parent of two children, like, all of the drama and stress and anxiety that you have as a parent over the years, it's tough to deal with, but you have no idea what it really is like to have to parent hard if you've never had that kind of a situation. And so I just like, my heart goes out to them and I have, you know, like a lot of love for that. And I, you know, the takeaway is I I made some new friends and I'm looking forward to the next whales for wishes. And well, and I I know it's going to sound dumb and it's going to sound cheesy, but I think it's kind of cool that you get to see the impact of what you're doing when you meet somebody like that. I, I, I think it makes all the difference in the world of, yeah. I know now what I am doing for somebody because it is hard to explain. Yeah. It yeah. really is. And, and I mean, it's something as simple as, like you said, it's sugar water, right? I mean, yeah. it really is. But I'm like, I, you know, you, you guys know me well enough, especially when we get into something like Whales for Wishes. I'm sharing everything that I've got anyway. Yeah. Like, it's that that's what it's about. And if I can, you know, make her day a little bit, she, she's been through enough, man. Yeah. She needs you know, more wins is great. So yeah, absolutely. I was just glad for it to not be about me. Yeah. Which sounds weird. So I'm sitting here talking about, about what it, I like, did, but it's not look at me. And what that's I right. Did. Oh, and I did this thing and everybody pat me on the back. No, please don't. It's not about me. Yeah. 
Hopefully, if you come to Wheels for Wishes next year, uh, Shelby and her family will be there, and you can meet her too. Uh, she's super yeah. awesome, and I was very happy to meet them. So that's awesome, very cool. So, any other thoughts, Wells, on Wheels for Wishes? Ten, no. out, ten out of ten would do again. Oh, absolutely, going to do it. Well, I guess nine out of ten since I missed <laughs> one running, but yeah, right. Eight out of nine. I mean, eight out of nine, nine out of ten. That's fine. Something, something, something. Uh, so, Jeff, you and I both went to this brewery. Correct. Uh, it's been it's been how long ago? Five years ago? Six years? It's been a while. Uh, At this point, I'd say probably closer to eight or nine years ago. Jesus. Okay. Yeah. Wow. Well, anyways, uh, Birds Fly South, which is in Greenville, South Carolina, is shutting their doors. Uh, by the time this episode releases, they will be no more. So the brewery as a whole is shutting down? That's yes. right. Okay. Yep. Like, I thought I saw a headline that they were closing their tap room, but I didn't realize that meant, like, they were shutting down, shutting down. Yep. They will no longer exist. <laughs> you know, and, and uh, who, who's to say what, you know, really happened there? I, I felt like they had a very interesting niche that wasn't going to be, like, the most popular style. Right. There's a lot of Belgian, a lot of um, just very interesting styles and... That time we went there, they had like a carrot sour. Yeah. Like, you know, like it was it was neat, I guess. But, you know, like it was just I don't know. Um, Wells, have you been to that? I never got a chance to. Okay. They were always like top of my list of breweries that I really want to go see. But I just don't make it to Greenville, South Carolina, like that often. It was just a little too far for me to whatever or. <clears throat> or if I was driving through on my way to somewhere else, like they weren't open yet. And I yeah. just thought, oh, there's just going to be next time. There's going to be next time. No and, more. Then, and then I saw this and it's like, I'm not going to be able to get over there like just one time before they close. And I'm really bummed about this. Like in terms of like brewery closures of places that I've never even been to. Yeah. This like this one's up there with hair of the dog for me. Well, what's what's kind of crazy about this brewery in particular is Greenville's what 90 miles away from Charlotte something like that never take it yeah um they were distroing here for a little bit and then kind of like a lot of the other breweries as this juggernaut of craft beer continued to grow you stop seeing them in Charlotte and then you know they they tried to focus I guess more on Greenville than anywhere else and I mean no offense to Greenville but Greenville's not that big of a city so Right. Um, you know. Well, it wasn't. Yeah. I mean, when's the last time you were in Greenville? It's been a while. Like, like it is. It is growing. Is it? Okay. Yes. I, I was say it's been pre-COVID was the last time I was there. So yeah, it's it's uh, grown a lot. Has it? Okay. Oh, yeah. Cool. Interesting. Uh, but yeah, this is a bummer. It, you know, they did have some kind of weird, unique beers, but it, 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 at the end of the day, people are losing their livelihood. That always sucks, although the owners don't seem to be that upset about it. They're kind of like, well, hey, we don't have to run a business anymore. It's pretty much what they said. So. Yeah, it's like, oh, yeah, I mean, we, we're sad to close this chapter, but we've got this other really cool thing lined up, and we're going to do that for a little while until we like figure out what the next step is going to be. But dang, dude, like I'm, I'm, I'm glad that this wasn't like a lawsuit or right. like – something tragic but i mean it's it's the death of a dream and they made some really interesting beer and i'm just they did i don't know i mean it does suck that you haven't been there but at the same time i mean having been there i don't know that you really were missing out to be 100 percent honest with you man you know what i feel like i'm missing out 
Okay, you, fair enough. I, knowing Wells in his hobby of visiting breweries, I will say you definitely missed out, but you don't have to lay awake at night wondering. Yeah, there you go. If, there you go. Oh, look, I... I have a million other things that keep me up at night. Because, yeah, I mean, like most breweries, and especially in, depending on the area, that as it's getting built up, especially like, God, as much as I hate saying Loso, Loso was like years ago, Birds Fly South was in kind of a rougher part of town, and you right. felt kind of weird going up there and everything else. But anyways, uh, so this is kind of an older article, but it's slow news, like... I dug it's September twenty eighth. I mean, it's you know, it's close enough. We've yeah. done worse. Wells has brought in articles from like four years ago. <laughs> I d- <laughs> We're like, why does this sound that familiar? Was once. I look at. I know it was once. <laughs> I, I dug and dug and dug, but um, I found this kind of interesting that the most popular IPA in the country is Voodoo Ranger. Yeah, Yay! Another Voodoo. Ah, wow! Yay! Like it is crazy how. When did they start this whole Voodoo Ranger thing? Five years ago? So I remember there being just a standalone Voodoo Ranger IPA. Right. Right. And that was over a decade ago. Has it been that long? It used to just be Ranger. Yes. Yeah. And that might be what I'm thinking of. Yeah. Okay. I I remember being in the carpet capital of the United States at, you know, shitty Americana restaurant and the only thing they had that looked interesting to drink was Ranger IPA. Yep. It's better than nothing. Yeah, better than nothing. And then I can remember they rebranded Ranger into Voodoo Ranger because Ranger just wasn't selling. And now all of a sudden it is the most popular IPA in the country, which is absolutely insane to me. And the second most popular too. I mean, it's... it's, Juice Force. It's crazy that this brewery that, by all accounts, wasn't really going anywhere. For they were a while. on the ropes for yeah. a while, and now all of a sudden they're the most popular fucking thing in the in the country. That's nuts to me. Yeah, and I, you know, I would argue that this is this is how you. I shouldn't. You know, I mean, I would, they'll do case studies on this in business school. I'm sure. Oh you know, yeah, down the road. But like, you know, they did a branding change. They did yep. a little bit of a pivot, and they knocked it out of the park. You know, when so many other breweries can't figure out how to do things right. even half as good as this, you know, it's crazy. Well, but, and like what's even crazy to me, because I can remember having conversations with Wells about this once they shut down all third-party Reddit apps, I get so many Voodoo Ranger ads on Reddit, like dumb memes, it's not even funny. Wow. Like, I, if I scroll through my timeline... I would say every other ad is a Juice Force ad or... So, I mean, like... You get ads th- on Reddit? Huh. Yeah. How about that? Yeah. What do you know? When you have... When you shut down third-party apps. Wow. Yeah. Yeah, I know. I need to get the thing. I need to do the thing. Yeah, yeah. Uh, but anyways, I mean, they are going after me, obviously, because of all my cookies and my history of like, oh, this this guy will like... And I've tried those beers so many fucking times and I'm so underwhelmed with them. So so there is a local brewery that makes what I would call mid-on-a-good-day beer. But people love it because it's not anything crazy, but they get to say, I'm drinking the popular beer. Right. Do you okay. think that's what that is with this? I, I think there's a good part of that because you and I had that same conversation. We both kind of independently bought the Voodoo Ranger mix pack 
and we were talking about bringing them on the show and all that. And it just like, I, like they're all fine. Right. And that's just it. Like maybe they're not terrible. They're not offensive. Right. They're fine. And so they're safe. And so they sell well because they're safe. I know that I can buy this. And, you know, it's like, remember the days of the Sam Adams mix pack? And it was like, ah, yes, I'm getting the chocolate bock, which I'm very excited about. And the winter wheat, which I'm very excited about. And Boston Lager, of course. Right. And then there was always... Old Fizzy Wig. Yeah, there was always the box turd. I don't know that you necessarily get the box turd. I mean, obviously, there's going to be the least of the options within the Voodoo Ranger box. But I don't feel like it's as bad as it used to be. And, and maybe you're right. Maybe it's just that kind of middle-of-the-road mediocrity that made this so popular that yeah. people are just like, hey, I know, A, this is readily available. You can get it just about anywhere. Yep. And you know what you're going to get. Yeah. And, and I, it's I mean, moderately fresh, you know, which I think pays off well, too. I mean, I guess that does all kind of check out. That does make sense. Well, you, out of the three of us, are the least big-box shopper. Yes. Do you see... Voodoo anywhere. Okay, so like there's a a, a uh, establishment like a restaurant not too far away from where I work that sometimes I go to for lunch. Okay, and that's like the only place that I really see it on draft. Is okay, there. and I tried it like one day. Okay, I'm like just had a really rough day, and then I know I'm not supposed to have a beer at work, but whatever. I, Who I, says? Uh, you took the afternoon com- off. Company you told policy. me about it. Yeah, of course. <laughs> that was the day you and, took um, the afternoon off. It was yeah. Fun. And, fun. I, and I tried a juice force, and I'm like, this sucks. Like, <laughs> I don't see the appeal of this. And But at the same time, I, I started thinking, well, maybe it's the place. Maybe it's not the freshest keg. Maybe it's not the most ideal experience. I'm going to reserve judgment. Right. So the next time I tried it was at New Belgium in Asheville. Okay. And it was aggressively mid. Okay. Like, okay, fine. Like, it doesn't, it was not terrible. It didn't taste like ass. It just tasted like butt. I didn't like, I just, it's not for me. Like, if I'm going to reach for a readily available mass produced hazy IPA, I'm going hazy little thing. Like, sure. 10 times out of 10. Yes. But also, I think the fact that you can get a 12-pack for 18 to $20 weighs into this matter as well. 100%. You and know. it's available at a lot of gas stations. Like, I see it. Yeah. Yeah, but then... But here's the thing. Like, Josh, you just said, I would earlier, I would pay $20 for a four-pack of that one beer. Or, you know, for a lot of people, they're like, I, you know, money's tight. And yeah. I can get 12 cans instead of, you know, five... Well, yeah, totally. But then at the same time, like you could get Bell's Too Hearted for that same price, or Sierra Nevada, or you, but you I can get. But, but again, to me, you can get better options. Sure, sure. But we're the wrong we're the wrong market segment for this type of beer because we are the ones who went to Wales for wishes and we're oohing and on about this like absolutely like enamel ripping West Coast IPA. Right. We're we're excited about these like. Crazy barrel aged stouts. Oh, like we, we didn't. Sorry, we didn't talk about mixing the the one beer with the <laughs> right. strawberry sour thing, which you right. came up with, which was insane. It shouldn't have been good, but it was there, good. We. It was a vanilla stout from Barrel Bottle, Works, bottle, or Logic. bottle, bottle Logic. Sorry, yeah. And then uh, Wells broke. Was that the Barrique? Barrique. Yeah. So it was, it was a strawberry a, spontaneous ale. And, and Josh is like, "Be careful! It's like crazy tart." And I'm like. I wonder if a little bit of this or, in my <laughs> chocolatey vanilla stout would be, oh, that's good. Oh, that's real good. Try this. Try this. So. 
so but yeah, I mean, like again, I like I just I don't feel like the three of us are necessarily the Voodoo Ranger market. But no, we're on not. the flip side, like if you're at a beach town and there is just not any other options, like you could do a lot worse. I mean, I guess you're right. You could do a lot worse. If you're at an Applebee's in the middle of nowhere flyover country and that's the only thing on tap other than, you know, AB products, right? you could probably do worse. But yeah. it's one of those things where, you know, just especially because it, the economics of things, like right. I am starting to go back to big box quite a bit more than I used to. And I refuse to buy that stuff anymore because I've been burned too many times. Yeah. So I'm like, and not in a bad way, but it's just like there are better options out here. And I don't understand the popularity of this beer. I don't get it. And, well, but we didn't understand the popularity of seltzer. Doesn't mean it's not popular. Doesn't mean that it's not selling. It just doesn't, it, you know, like we can't reconcile with that popularity because it doesn't, it doesn't work for our logic tree of decisions. Right. Right. And that's okay. Yeah. That's what's great about beer. Like all that stuff that was there yesterday, some people had stuff and they were super excited about it. I'm like, mm, no, no, yeah. thank you. Yeah. I had a couple of people come up and they're like, oh man, I got all these like great, crazy sours. And I'm like, I'm good. Thanks. Yeah. I don't I, want heartburn all night. I appreciate that. I do not want your pastry <laughs> sours and I don't want any pastry stouts. I mean, Josh and I had this big, long conversation leading up to yesterday. Uh, yeah. Yesterday. Yeah. You know, about, there are just a lot of beers that I will politely decline at a whales for wishes because like, I don't, I don't want a sugar bomb. Yep. But then somebody brings out the mead and I'm like, yes, please more, <laughs> more, more, more sugar and water. <laughs> sure. More, more. Anyway, Voodoo Ranger. I digress. Pretty cool. That was fun. Yay. We talked about new Belgium for a while. Oh wait, we're going to talk about new Belgium some more. Yeah. Wait, <laughs> So, are you gentlemen familiar with what a heat pump is? Yes. Okay. Well, so I would assume yes. Yes. As well. Okay. We live in the South. Yes, I know what a heat pump is. Okay. So, for the listeners that don't, what is a heat pump? Oh, what does it do? So, so, I know what a heat pump is, but I just want to hear you, you tell me what a heat pump you, is. Yeah. Someday. Yeah. That's right. It's like a reverse air conditioner. Okay. You know. Um, now that you've got me on the spot, I'm going to. I'm gonna butcher trying to explain this, but I mean, you know, the the effective idea is that you're just <sighs> certain temperatures it pumps the heat out of the house, and certain temperatures it pumps the cold out of the house, and it's way more efficient than the traditional gas powered furnace and or you know Freon running HVAC that we all know and love, Uff, yeah, especially here. So, in brewing beer, one of the longest processes is your actual boiling process, and Takes quite a while, takes a lot of greenhouse gases to do, and New Belgium is getting a test heat pump to put into their Fort Collins brewery to basically replace their boil their boil kettle process. Well, it's to essentially what? It's to replace a, a gas boiler that's right with a heat pump. Yeah. Why don't they just get an induction plate? I mean, that's what everybody says is better than gas. You know, I mean, anytime you bring up your gas stove, they're like, oh, you should get rid of that good induction. I'm like, are you going to give me $4,000 right? to replace my range? No. Well, I mean, New Belgium's not brewing on a direct fire system, though. This is like a boiler that they use to make steam and use the steam to heat up um, the stuff. So this is just to replace a, ah, a boiler. Okay. But still, though, I mean, anytime that you can, you know, because it takes a lot of thermal, it takes a lot of energy to yes. heat up the 
you know, the boil kettles that they're using to, to boiling temperature. I mean, just like, just like hell. Just thinking about me doing, or when I did home brewing, is mm-hmm. you know I would use one of those little outdoor fryers and a, a five gallon propane tank, and that propane tank would probably last me two or three brews, and then I have to go get it filled back up, and I'm releasing all this CO two, all this greenhouse gas, basically. Because if there's one thing Josh is, he's pro environment. Yes, I am very. I I can't help it, man. I'm I, I gotta have something for the kid to to grow up in. That was my whole idea but screw him it's his fault being born so late <laughs> but i i mean it, in theory this is what a reduction of about seven percent of greenhouse gases and they could do this on scale for other breweries as well if this process works out which i mean that's a that's pretty right. big yeah i mean everybody's looking C-shift. for you know like there is the greenwashing that goes on you know like companies that claim they want to help out with the environment and they say they are doing things that really may or may not make much of an impact. Right. But actually like going through and making efficiency upgrades, putting solar in, I mean, that kind of stuff really does have an impact, especially if it becomes yeah. more widely adopted. I- I'm excited to see what, what they do with this. And maybe in doing this, they start coming up with like, if it becomes more commonplace, maybe that become makes regular heat pumps more you know commonplace i mean yeah my, my air conditioning unit died on me this summer of course of course because it, it only dies during the summer right and always on a thursday yes you know so if you want it you get a replace it's gonna be next week anyway and we we you know kind of thought about doing heat pump but it was just like there was it was going to take too much work and it was too long of a wait and i'm like it's too damn hot yeah. <laughs> like you know maybe next house yeah but that'll be cool. Yeah. Uh, and I cost is probably going to be prohibitive on this at first. I mean, I don't know, man. I don't see your average like 1000 barrel brewery pulling something like this off. I just don't. But yeah, unless there's like giant tax write offs, you're probably right. Oh, sure, sure. But for larger companies like your New Belgiums, your Sierra Nevadas and Heck, even a lot of your large regionals, um, I mean, I say Sweetwater, even though they're whatever, but I mean, there's going to be this, this bit of news, I think is going to greatly appeal to a very small number of breweries. Right. Uh, I, I don't see this, especially getting picked up by like AB or somebody like that. Well, oh yeah. I mean, I fully anticipated those guys picking it up because oh, okay. they can afford to do it. Yeah. Oh, I see what you're saying. I see what you're yeah. saying. Okay. I, I don't think this is going to trickle down. I wouldn't expect to see this at my neighborhood pub right. at all, yeah. ever. But I'm super excited that this technology is out there because if you're able to knock down, I mean, it said, you know, just bringing things up to a boil is half, yeah. half of New Belgium's uh, carbon dioxide output. That's crazy. Is Yeah. So anything, and that's got to be a lot too. Yeah. Uh, for me, another thing that makes this whole idea exciting is it's starting to kind of shake up the, the status quo of how to run a brewery, right? Good, bad, or otherwise. I mean, like Wells having worked in, in breweries in the past knows the intricacies of this particular step a lot more than Josh or I would yep. at that kind of a scale. Yep. But it suddenly start having like, if it's not this, maybe it's that, maybe it's this other thing. Start having new, more efficient ways to do things. Like, I think that's really cool. Yeah, mm-hmm. absolutely. Are we uh, ready for break? Okay. 
All right. We'll be back in 30. Yeah. All right. Sounds good. It's time for Vital Buy. Jeff, how does that work? So we've been drinking beer this entire show. I know it's a big shock, but we're going to talk about the beer. I'll uh, introduce it, and then we'll kind of go around the room, and everybody will kind of give their yay or nay, pro or con, thumbs up, thumbs down, buy or no buy. Pretty straightforward and easy. So first beer up for tonight. From Threes Brewing, which is in Framingham, Massachusetts. This is called All or Nothing. It's a West Coast IPA. Um, pick this up at the buzz. It was new. I'm a sucker for that sometimes. Yep. And um, yeah, this is a West Coast IPA. It's fine. I don't. I don't hate it. There's nothing scaring me off about it I but it's not like I'm not like rushing back to buy more so um, I'll I did buy it but I won't buy it again no buy well oh I'll absolutely buy this I've had a number of things from threes and that hit the spot so it yeah it's a west coast IPA and there's nothing special about it but what's wrong with that bye Josh so I'm kind of with Jeff where this is good but like I know of local stuff that's just as good so why would I even bother trying this again when I could just get my local stuff? So I'm going to say a no buy as well. Jeff, next beer up. Uh, next beer up, uh, Triple C, I think this was for their anniversary, put out a West Coast beer called Back in My Day. It's an old school West Coast IPA with... Oh, that's just there. Okay, it just says triple C. It's white lettering on a yellow label. Like, why Why are you doing that, guys? Why are you doing that? Chef um, breaks out his readers and still squints. Yeah, I know. Like, I feel bad. Shoot. There's, um, there's something weird here. Do you want me to say it? Uh, well, hold on. Um, I, but what's the, um, is it like buttery? What's, what's the, what's the thing for that? What's the, um, what's the term for that? Diacetyl. Okay. Yeah. Um, it is weird because I had it at the brewery and it was fine. And I've had another can and it was fine. That was like a week ago. There's, I don't know if it's this particular can. Is that a thing that can happen? No? Okay. Well, I don't know. I have to be careful with the last remaining can I have, I guess. But um, uh, it was good. I would give this another shot. Uh, maybe it's just this batch. But... Um, yeah, conditional buy. Wells? Oh, we're doing conditional buys now. No, but... Yeah. Uh, you have to know buy. Yeah, that's, a, that's, a, that's the D word for me. It's a... I, I, get, I get diacetyl a lot in this, and of, I'm, of all, all flavors in beer, that's the one I'm most sensitive to. I, I, I ran screaming from this beer after two sips. Like, mm. just absolutely could not. Josh? It's funny because you say diacetyl sometimes and I don't get it. Like I don't smell it. I don't taste it. This is a fucking diacetyl bomb. Yep. Like it tastes like I'm eating buttered popcorn. I do not like this at all. Um, kind of nervous that you said this is 
good. Like, what happened? I, I don't I don't know. And so, like I said, I had it at the brewery. I had a full pour. Uh, no, I take it back. I had it on a flight, but it was fine. And now that I think about it, I think when I had the other, I split this can with somebody on a football Sunday, and it was about okay. the fourth or fifth one in. So, okay. you know. Maybe your palate was wrecked. Yeah. You know. Sometimes, point. too, if you're not paying attention to the beer, like. Yeah, I mean, I will say that, you know, especially when we do this show, we are putting beer probably more under a microscope than we would if we were just sitting on our couch oh, yeah. drinking it. So, yeah. yeah there, um, That's just a bummer. That's a real bummer. Yeah, it makes me... I, I'm disappointed. I, if Had I picked up on that earlier, I probably wouldn't have brought bringing it. Right. But I enjoyed it. Like I said, I enjoyed it at the brewery, so... Yeah, who knows. Jeff, next beer up. Next beer up uh, from Other Half. This is Cabbage... DDH Imperial IPA, where Imperial means 7.9%. Because, yes. Things don't mean things anymore. It's all marketing terms, right? You know, 100%. They can't, they can't call this a regular IPA, I'm sure, but um, yeah, this is fine. I'll go back to my comment I made earlier. I, some of these New England IPAs I can tolerate. This one isn't bad. But I'm not going to go buy it, especially for what it costs. But you stick some treehouse in front of me, I'm in. Okay. But this one, I'll pass. Wells? Wells? Huh. Jeff doesn't like hazy IPA. I know. News at 11. Uh, Man me- bites dog. Meanwhile, like, Would you like to know more? If, if you were to ask me to like pick this out of a lineup of other half IPAs, I just I wouldn't be able to. Because it tastes like another half IPA. And there's nothing wrong with that. I mean... It tastes like another half IPA. Congratulations, which means I'm going to buy it because that is my speed and that's the type of stuff I enjoy. Josh. So when I bought all this, the conversation I had with Jeff was, can we please space these out? Because I feel like if we had them all back to back. You know exactly what I would do. Well, and not only that. the nuts. Well, and not only that, but to Wells' point, this tastes like the other two that we're going to have on the next show with a little bit of different hops and a little bit of different malt. They're all well made, but they. But like, but that's that's where I get hung up on the the newing like the, the big glut of New England IPAs, whether it's other yes. half or Trillium. There's a new beer every week, and it's the same base with different hops, which arguably isn't too different than what a lot of other breweries are doing with their hops as well. Right. But like, it's almost like they just spin the wheel, or. What do we have on hand? What 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 needs to be used next? Yeah. What's been in there the longest? Let's make it with Motuika and Nelson and Citra and Simcoe. Cool. I'm pretty sure that's the, the hot bill for one of the ones we had on the previous show. I like I'm 100% not joking. And I wouldn't be surprised, right? Because that's just, you know, it just feels like the common, you know. Yeah, I mean, it does. But like none of them are, you know, it's like it's in, to your point, they taste very similar to each other. And to me, that means none of them stand out. Right. Yeah, that's true. I get it. So what do you what do you point out was? Oh, I just wanted to take a look at like, okay. I'm pretty sure it was broccoli. I think it is the 7.9 percent Imperial IPA. Yeah. 
I mean, who knows? It could be the same thing with just some different hops. Uh, yep. Anyways, Jeff, final beer up. Final beer up. So, you know, the fun thing sometimes about uh, making connections and friends with people who travel is that you'll get these random texts in the middle of the day. Hey, I'm traveling for work and I'm at XYZ. You interested in any of this stuff? And a lot right. of times I'll be like, yeah, sure. Why not? So uh, shout out to Rich. He was in... Um, where was that? St. George, Utah, <laughs> at a place called Silver Reef Brewing. And so he sent me a bunch of cans from Silver Reef Brewing. So we'll have some nice. more, um, not next show, but coming up later on uh, in a future episode. Uh, but, you know, just trying to mix things up because we had three hoppy beers. I was like, all right, let's throw in this one. This is called Java Madre, an Imperial Milk Stout. Um, Coffee, cacao nibs, vanilla, 9%. Um, nine. Nine, nine. Whoa, okay. I did not know that. Yeah, I mean, <laughs> this, this, so this, this drinks like a 7 to 8% beer. It doesn't drink heavy. It's very, you know, it's it's light-bodied. It's it it's roasty. Like, I, I really think I like this beer. And I don't enjoy milk stouts. But I really like this one. So, thanks, Rich. Wells, what do you think? Oh man, see, I really enjoy milk stouts and I really love coffee. You put coffee in my milk stout. I don't, I don't like cream in my coffee, but I'll take a splash of milk, whatever. No, this is this is delicious and dangerously deceptive for 9%. I'm I'm still trying to wrap my head around that. Right. Um yeah, coffee is on point. The mm, whatever. This is a damn good beer. Absolute buy. Josh I mean, I'm right there with you guys. This is fantastic. And, you know, I have maybe it's Big Bad Baptist bad syndrome of coffee. And I'm terrified. From Utah. Yeah. Coffee beers from Utah. I am a little burned. I am fucking terrified of coffee stouts anymore and and coffee anything. And this is fantastic. The, The coffee is gorgeous. It's not overly sweet like you expect from a milk stout. Like. It's roasty. Like, man, this just hits everything. Especially a 9% stout. Yeah, it's not chesty at all. It can sometimes skew thick because that's the way a lot of breweries are making them these days. But this is just, I mean, like it almost drinks like a porter. Yes. You know, like it's just. It really does. I mean, it's 9%, so I dare not call it a session stout. Yeah. Right. (laughs) But so help me. All right, Jeff, it's time for I tap that. How does that work? Uh, I tap that as a part where we talk about what is our favorite beer of the show, uh, the one that we would like to have a keg of that we could see ourselves drinking you know, multiple, multiple times. And uh, for me, I'm going to give it to that Java Madre, not because it was the only one that I bought, but it's actually that good. I would really enjoy having a keg of this, um, especially over the winter months. It is just enough in all the right places. It's a really excellent beer. And again, thanks, Rich, for sending that in. Um, you know, if you're interested in sending beer into the show, reach out to us over email, contact at craftbeercast.com or uh, slide into Josh's DMs on the x.com uh, at CBcast before Elon starts charging for it. Right. But uh, if you want to work out a trade or if you just want to send us some stuff, we'd be happy to talk about your beer on the show. So, Wells? Oh, man, I would do a speed run on that cabbage keg. Uh, it would not stand a chance. It would not last a month. That would be gone. So it's got to be cabbage. Josh, what are you tapping? I mean, I would speed run the cabbage keg too, but I feel like that Cafe Madre would be perfect as the weather's starting to cool down a little bit. 
Yeah. And it's not so hot. Like last night, I don't know if you guys went outside after whales or anything. It was gorgeous outside last night. And like, it would have been perfect to have this beer. Nice. Like, a fire pit? Yeah. Oh, yeah. oh God, it would have been excellent. Uh, by the way, in case anybody is wondering, we only did four beers this show because <laughs> our livers kind of hurt after yesterday. We needed the... When Jeff said, we're only going to do four and four, I'm like... Thank you. Yeah, I just, uh, I, 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 I honestly like woke up this morning. I'm like, oh God, we've got to drink again tonight, which is like the craziest thing to say, right? Like, right. I, I, I don't know how many times I've told the story, just even in the last week, about you know we've been doing the show for ten years, and it's just this like standing excuse to get together every two weeks, hang out, drink beer, talk about stupid stuff, and shout into the void. Yep. And then you know. And then you, you go then to you, Wales for wishes. Then you go to Wales for wishes, where you end up drinking like a good amount. And uh, whew. Yeah, yeah, I was in bed at five thirty <laughs> and asleep at five thirty-one. Yes. All right, Wells. Where can we find you? Uh, you can find me on Instagram at all the wells. Josh, where are you? Besides, right here, you can uh, follow our subreddit slash r slash craft beer cast. Throw stories up there. We'll definitely give you some updates and talk about the story. Um, Patreon.com slash craftbeercast if you want to kick us some extra shekels. I know money's tight, and I appreciate anybody that is donating. Um, you know, it's kind of funny. I hadn't had this happen in a, a couple of years, but got recognized a few times yesterday, just once I started talking to people, which was kind of odd, but hey, thanks for listening. For those of you, I am terrible with names, by the way. Uh, met somebody who I've known for probably a good nine years at least right. yeah he <laughs> knew my name i could not remember his for the life of me until until jeff reminded me that his name was ryan yes i know but i am i i apologize i'm fucking awful with names so it's not it's nothing personal you didn't even have to mention that you're horrible with names just say you're horrible we get it yeah i'm horrible there is that i'm too. horrible um with yes and beyond that, oh, rate and review us on your podcatcher of choice. Tell a friend, tell somebody. 10 years, 500 episodes. We ain't going away anytime soon. And we will talk to you all next Thursday. Thursday.